1: Revert off the bounce. Backs up three-pointer corner. No good.
0: Robinson the rebound.
1: And
2: the Garden fans starting to celebrate.
1: (laughs) Brunson will let the 24-second clock run out. And then there'll be 8.3 seconds before the ultimate celebration Donovan Mitchell Just two points in the
0: second half one of nine from the field And this turnaround season for the Knicks continues
2: Knicks now one win away from advancing to the second round
1: For what would be just the second time in the last 22 years And it's game five will be Wednesday in Cleveland
3: Oh my god. Woo! <laughs> Let's do this. All right. I I'm not even gonna host the show. You know who's gonna host it? You and me both. This guy right here. Um, you know, I I feel like if this was a movie, this inanimate crow, shout out to Yash, who my buddy who sent me this uh last year. If this was a movie, the crow would come alive and would start pecking my eyeballs out for the other the utter and complete disrespect that I have given, not only this year, but over the course of his Nick career to one RJ Barrett. I, I feel uh, DJ Zulu, I, me, I introduce my co-host for this post-game first for this 102.93 win. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe he won this game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, DJ, yes, sir. I'm feeling conflict. I'm not conflicted. I'm feeling um. So there's two sides of me right now. There is a side of me who wants to celebrate the team effort that we just saw because, in no uncertain terms, was this a team effort to overcome. Oh, and I hate. To, I have to do this early, don't I? To overcome not only a very good Cavalier team that is shook. Granted, that is shook but also overcome an effort from a prominent player on their own team that was detrimental. Yeah. Do you have a better word for it? No. I mean, um, and,
2: and, and the coach told you that the head coach of the Knicks.
3: And, the, and, the, and thank, by, by the way, yeah. thank God for that head coach. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and what he did in the fourth quarter of this game. Um, so we, we have to, we have to celebrate that team effort because it took, it took a village to win this game. It took the guy we're going to talk about. It took Jalen Brunson. My God, it did it. Mitchell Robinson. Best game of Mitchell Robinson's career. I mean, we, it's in the conversation. We'll talk it's about true. that. Isaiah Hartenstein. From him, And then Josh Hart, I mean, not his best game in transition finishing, but boy, did he make up for it in other ways. I mean, up and down, Deuce with pride making a three, Obi Toppin making winning plays, although Obi, please don't ever take that three-pointer again with 14 seconds off of the clock. Um, Up and down the roster, team, team, team. And it's been this way all year for this group, team, team, team. And yet the other side of me watches a guy who I have heard people for four years now tell me that this was a star player. And I have listened to them and I have watched them say this again and again and again and again. And I have, I have in my head, I'm like, look, I'm a host of a Knicks podcast. I can't tell these people that I think they're idiots because then I'm not going to have a podcast anymore. And nobody's going to listen to me or watch me or read my newsletters. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't see what they are. Sa- I saw what they're seeing and I saw what their logic was, the leaps that they were making. I didn't believe it. That's what it comes down to. I was a non-believer. I didn't believe it. And my God for him to show up after the last game, which was the RJ game Mm -hmm. and do this, which was, I don't have the words for it. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, DJ Zulo, talk about RJ Barrett, please.
2: I mean, you and I did a podcast not too long ago where we questioned whether or not he should be playing prominent minutes in the series or, or, or period or period. Yeah. And listen there, and not to make this a Stephen a thing, but he is a prominent voice in the media world. And he went on national TV and said, RJ Barrett doesn't belong in this series. And I know that those are the things that get that'll get back to him. And I think you even said at one point, I hope RJ is hearing what we're saying about him. And you know that people are listening and it'll, it'll get back to him. And he is a prideful guy. And is it, and that is the one thing where you question all the, you know, whether the skill is there, whether the athleticism is, is there. You can never question his mental capacity to nope. believe in himself. And that is something where, if you don't have that as your prerequisite, you don't do what he did in these last two games because he had every opportunity to, to, to cower because everything was not everything, but so much was on his shoulders these last two games. And especially today, by necessity, there was not no necessity. choice. Had no to be. Choice. He was the best player for large stretches of this game on the floor. He was at least the second best player on the floor because Brunson did his, had his heroics, but um, he was absolutely unreal. And he did it by going 0 for 6 from a three-point line and just attacking, attacking, attacking at 13 free throws. Granted, he missed some, but the Cavaliers with their all their size and all the things we thought that RJ wasn't going to be able to have success with, he didn't care. He took the ball to the rim time after time after time and finished. It was an unreal performance. The best he's ever looked at the basket, inside-hand finishes, going um, to both sides of the, uh, of the rim, just unreal. His passing was on point again. Just an incredible performance. I think the uh, KFC account tweeted out the RJ legacy performance. It absolutely was. <laughs> a game where it's, we might look back at this game and be like, this is when he arrived. So that, that, Okay, so that's the thing. And that was my, my only
3: pushback after the last game is anybody who was like, this is the RJ game. I'm like, well, hold on a second if this is, if he did this now, then no, this isn't the RJ game. This is the mm. first RJ game. Yeah. And and I completely agree with what he just said. I have to give a shout out right now because, my God, sometimes sometimes analogies, I, I, I always try to think of good analogies. I'm not very good at it. I got an email earlier today. I think it was earlier today. I saw it earlier today. It might have been from yesterday. From I'm gonna, I wrote his name down. Philip Mangeluso. I hope I pronounce his name correctly. If I didn't, it's bad because I'm Italian. And he sounds <laughs> Italian too. And he sent me an email. He was exuberant. Uh, his, his sons went to game three. and He's, he's a big Nick fan. He, he, he was calling Nixon five after game three. Um, and he was like, RJ Barrett is Neo from the Matrix. Where it's like, he, the, we, see it. we see it. We see it. We believe. And he's a believer. He's obviously an RJ believer. We see it. We believe it's going to come. And watching RJ today, there was a moment. Oh, hold on! It was when it was. To, I think it, t- it was to make it to eighty-eight, seventy-nine, or it was when the Knicks got to eighty-eight points. When um, Brunson hit him on the on the wing after Brunson got doubled, <clears throat> and RJ was into his drive. I think before he completed the catch and just finished. And I I just stood up and I'm like, he's finally doing it. Yep. And I felt like one of the other characters in the Matrix watching Neo like dodge the bullets because I was yeah. like we 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 believe like again not me not me I don't want to say me I I can't be part of we today I can't be part of we the believers out there believed it and they had to see what he was doing today I'd say there it is he's finally doing it all he's finally doing it this is why I, I had the faith and I just I can't say enough about him I could, we could sit here and we could talk about RJ Barrett for an hour but um <clears throat> Let's focus in on the series because there is still a basketball series going on. That, by the way, is not over. I just, I, I want to, We're all very happy right now. It is not over. Give me other than what we just talked about with RJ. As
2: the, <laughs> everyone is, is very pumped, the Macri ha- household. Everybody's everyone, so everyone.
1: That's listen. Now, hold household. on. That's your what? daughter reacting because it's over, Jonathan. <laughs> it's over. Tell me a little something, Donovan Mitchell. Don't Hold- you regret not coming to the <laughs> Knicks?
3: Hold on. Should I tell the Laura's to open the window? I, we have a yes. We're
1: jumping. We're jumping. We're jumping. Okay. We're jumping. Pod, we're jumping today, baby.
3: You, you you jump. You jump. I jump. Jack. Um. Okay. <clears throat> composure. Yeah. Sorry. Andrew, composure. Um. Give me your one. Give me another takeaway. Well, okay. So take-away.
2: He, here's. I mean, here's the big one. I I wrote it down in the second quarter. The big one. Okay. And this is what I think Mark Jackson actually even alluded to this. I wrote, do the Knicks have the best player in the series? I mean, the way Mitchell has been, you know, he had he five for 18, two points in the, in the uh, second half. Underwhelming. Can we say that? Underwhelming. And if you look at Donovan Mitchell's career, and I had tweeted uh, to this effect earlier, he has one game in every series where he just, it's just not there. And five for 18, the Knicks, um, the defense, I mean, yeah, he missed some shots where he normally is going to make some in and and outs. But the way Jalen Brunson has completely changed everything the Cavs do defensively, it's not just the scoring. It's the fact that they are overloading so aggressively on his side and the Knicks, as they have moved along and, and things got a little scary at certain points with how they were handling uh, things when they were trapping Brunson and they were, there was too much of the Mitchell Robinson Brunson screening roles, which was inviting the trap. And in the fourth quarter, they started to move off that and get that guard to guard screening, which immediately paid dividends. But the way Brunson is playing, the way he is just completely manhandling Garland. And to me, that was the matchup where it was JV Biggerstaff He put Garland on Brunson right away yep. and JB yep. had no problem shooting over his shotgun tests. And it was a theme throughout the game. It started him off well. And to me, that was a complete unforced error by Bickerstaff. I'm not really sure why he did it uh, because it got Brunson going in the first and it got Brunson going again in the fourth quarter. Uh, to me, he's been an elite offensive player. And while the defense leaves a little bit to be desired, he has been as good as Donovan Mitchell in this series. And to me, for my money, he might be the best guy going right now. Which if you said that to me before the series started, I would have thought you were crazy as good as JB is, but he's been that good throughout um, these four or five games.
3: I want to hit on Mitchell Donovan Mitchell one more time um, because speaking of best players in the series, I'm I'm not I'm not sure he's been the best Mitchell uh, Mm. in this series and we're we're going to oh boy, are we going to get there? Uh, Mitchell had, and you said it, it. It clicked in my mind when you said it. Um, some shots that went in and out. He had a three with a three-point attempt with. Uh, where was it? Yes, I believe it was the one with 7:52 remaining. It was 81-77 at the time. Yeah, it was. It went in and out. That would have cut it to one. I wrote it down because I was like, I wonder if that's when we look back on, like, who had that shot gone down, and 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 from that point forward, um, the Knicks kind of sort of took control and they didn't give it up. Uh, Brunson and like, you know what I want to do? You you just gave all that very astute analysis, and I'm going to go back to being talking head guy for a second, which is to say, and you know what he didn't do in the fourth quarter? He wasn't selfish mm-hmm. because it he knew. He knew R.J. Barrett, the ball in R.J. Barrett's hands was the path to this win and just so unwilling or so, uh, so willing and and so unselfish to, to defer when this, he just, does he make the right basketball play every time? Maybe not every time, but he intent, his intention in terms of what he wants to do and what he cares about, i I've. I don't know the man I have. To, I don't think there's a, a bone in his body that doesn't care about winning first, second and third and everything else forth.
2: Yeah, he got R.J. going. It, it was R.J. on the right side of the court primarily, which is an, another example of um, things that you know R.J. was doing where he's not typically at his best on the right side of the floor when he's going to his right hand. But he did it multiple times. He would finish it with that inside hand left lefty finish uh, a few occasions. And yes. it was, again, Jalen Brunson got it was his. Gravity to bring two to him, and then it gave RJ with a moving defense attacking those seams. Yes. That stampede, that stampede driver, like you mentioned, he's almost he's moving his feet as the ball is coming to him. So as he catches that ball, his momentum is clear to the rim, and yes. it is it's the sort of thing that you you know as we talk more beyond this game, we want Julius to start attacking these closeouts. But RJ, he just he nailed it. Everything about this game. And this is with some, you know, five missed free throws and a 0 for yeah. six from a three point line. So, yeah, not a perfect performance. But to do that, have those performances at those at the three point line and the free throw line and still dominate the game in large swaths. we, I mean, incredible.
3: We, we, we should say that R.J. Barry, like you said, he 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 missed free throws. He he missed threes like it just underscores the fact that he was good. Kind of perfect for everybody else? Oh, oh, 6 from three. That means he was nine of twelve from inside the arc. Um <laughs> take he took two twelve, he took twelve two-point shots and ended up with twenty-six points. Um any any math you want to do, that's an efficient, good game. Yeah, um so absolutely. we talked about uh, RJ. Yeah. Uh, we talked about RJ. We talked about Brunson. I think we have to go to Mitchell Robinson next because yeah. this is a three-headed monster this game. He is I, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I don't know. I'm not, I, there was a certain Nick's B writer who may have texted me something earlier with a hot, I described as a hot take about, um, his opinion of, of Mitchell Robinson in the series. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who it is, or I'm not going to say what Best center on was. the floor. Uh, the more than that, more okay. than that. Uh, let's just say fairly effusive in his praise. Um, Mitchell Robinson, I said a month or so ago when it looked like this series was going to happen if he's the best center or the best big man in this series, the Knicks aren't losing the series. There's just no way that they're going to lose the series. He has been the best big man in the series. Um, I, we, I talked about it. I don't want to get your opinion on it too, because I know you think about this a lot also, specifically with the center position in the NBA and how interesting a position it has become as the game has evolved in many ways. But I said to XJ, like, do you want the... Kevon Looney more steady as she goes, can allow you to do different things, doesn't really take anything off the table. Or do you want the guy that there are there are there are holes in this game, but the the highs are, oh goodness gracious, do you have to bend your neck to see?
2: I, I, I so what are your what are your thoughts on yeah, this game? Today? I mean it's a great point. I think for this team in this matchup, you do you take the highs because his ability to exert his will—I—I I always think back to like the skinny kid in Summer League, where <laughs> you just—you looked at him and he was a ball of energy. He was blocking every shot, but going for every—every every, every block. He didn't know what was going on, but he would get—he would figure out a way to get some magic his rookie year to get nine or eight or nine blocks in yeah, a game. Ninth nice game, and right, and then and then you—you yeah. you fast forward to this disciplined. Oh my god! Strong. Yeah. Whether it, you know, he is his strength and his base. I mean, he 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 bodies guys, and then for him to to grow into that. I mean, credit to the Knicks' strength and conditioning. uh, Credit to the um just the responsibility the head coach has put into this guy because he makes their defense trust, trust Trust. Trust. absolutely. And and Mitch, he has earned it, and he is he has been an absolute force as a defender. And tonight it was the offensive rebounding. It was the tip-ins. It was the finishing, which has been hit or miss in this series. And there was a stretch in the third quarter where he was the only thing they had going, uh, where the offense had completely bogged down. I think they had scored 19 points in that quarter. He was the only offense, which was hidden cleaning up misses, (laughs) just an incredible performance. He is by far the best center in the series. And I will, I will not hear anything else about Jared Allen because he is right now being abused physically and maybe mentally by a guy that has just, I am just so proud of the, just the growth and where he is. The Knicks are not, obviously they're not anywhere close to this position without him. And he is, he has just turned this defense, which was not a great unit in the first half. I mean, the first in the, um, this regular season into an elite defense in this series and just all the credit to him. He's been absolutely magnificent. And two things on that one
3: me and you've been watching X basketball for a long time. Yes, sir. Um, But also we've been watching NBA basketball for a long time. And you know, in a game that has the tenor of this one where team comes out, clearly the better team, so good that they should be up by, I don't know if you want to say this should be up by 15 at halftime, should be up closer to 20 at halftime, somewhere in that range. And they're only up by nine. And then the other team comes out and I, Oh, okay. Boom. There's the hit. Yep. Did what they needed to do. We know how that game goes because we've seen it again and again and again and again. And that stretch that you're talking about in the third quarter where the Knicks just had nothing going for a variety of reasons on offense for Mitch to keep them in it during that time, I believe may have saved the game uh, for them to say nothing of what he did. On the other end of the floor, absolutely spectacular. And the second thing I want to say is because for as much as we're praising Mitchell Robinson, what a luxury for the Knicks to have a backup to Mitchell Robinson, who is not bad in his own right. And with all, I, I, I feel like, so we're, we're not getting to the play of the game yet. We'll get there in a bit, but like there was something about the block as again, the avalanche the avalanche was coming it was it was there mm-hmm. the block Isaiah hardenstein had um t- late in the third quarter i believe it was it was it led to a basket that put them back up, so they were down and then um made it after the the basket that put them back up seventy to sixty nine nicks take the lead back There was something about the momentum of that play, and look it's forty eight minutes of exceptional defense and the and the the people that I want to give praise. For at this moment is the front office, and I guess I guess Tom Thibodeau too, because like these two, and this may seem a little off the beaten path, but like the front office and tips have not always been on the same page to say the mm-hmm. least. They got together on this one where they were like, "Okay, we know how we play basketball, and we know how we are going to win basketball games." And they went out and they found this player to back up Mitch and step in for Mitch if Mitch is hurt. And it's just like, you know what you're going to get from the Knicks at the center position every time you walk into a game. It's amazing.
2: He was, it, uh, we. It, it's been talked about on the broadcast today. We've, been, we've discussed it. He was not himself in the first, you know, third of the season, Hartenstein with the Achilles injury. Um, since about that, you know, December mark, he has been as good a center backing up anyone in the league. There are times where he's, he's as good as a starting center. And as you mentioned, there's just not a lot you're losing when you uh, you swap him for... Um, for Mitch. And to, to me, it, it is the, it's the old axiom that Thibodeau is just, he's, it's his, one of his things, you know, 48 minutes of rim protection. And in this series, it has just been, it, it's invited that because the Cavaliers, obviously, their, their greatness is their size uh, in the back line. And the Knicks' centers right now are bigger than the Cavs' bigs. Uh, They're playing tougher than the Cavs' bigs. And they are beating the Cavs bigs. And even though Mobley played better today, and credit to him, he had a much more efficient game and he finished uh, much, much better. Yeah, right he, now, he, he did. Just he cannot, and J- Jared Allen cannot, handle the size, the strength, and the ability to the uh, the Knicks centers to enforce their will. And it has been an absolute key to the series, as, as you mentioned. And uh, to me, because the Knicks don't lose anything when Mitch is out, it's a huge factor. Huge factor. I, and uh, just, yeah, credit to the front office. Look, this isn't
3: apples to apples, but Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hardenstein combined for 19 rebounds in this game, in a game in which the New York Knicks in total got 47 rebounds. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers um, got 33 rebounds, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen combined for 11 um, Eleven is less than nineteen. That is sure. your analysis. That is your analysis is. for th- this edition of the Knicks <laughs> School <laughs> Podcast. Um, yeah, it. I, I don't have anything to add. You, you, you nailed it. Um, <laughs> defensively, um, the Knicks second unit was great. Uh, Deuce McBride, Bride uh, again. But talk about. Deuce McBride three-pointer, man. I, we're gonna we have about 13 or yeah. 15 or 18 candidates for play of the game. I'm gonna give a shout out to that Deuce McBride three-pointer. Uh quickly couldn't buy a bucket today, uh, but he he helped the team and oh my god, does he help the team in other ways? Obi Top, and I mentioned already. Um, but the the guy that I want to end with on the positive, and then or, or then we have to go negative for a bit, and then we'll end with positive on for the opening um, is Josh Hart. <clears throat> This team was a nice team before they got Josh Hart. They were a nice team. They were a spunky team. You might even say they were a good team. Could we call them a great team because of Josh Hart? Is that too much? Is that too high lofty appraise praise for what? Again, is Josh Hart a great NBA player? No, Josh Hart is not a great NBA player. But like for what he did for this team in filling in a gap that was maybe not an obvious gap, but mm-hmm. you went since watching the team with heart, you're like, man, how did they ever play without this guy? And 40 minutes today, uh, 40, absolutely necessary minutes. So yeah, 19, 19, 19 points and seven rebounds. My goodness.
2: Incredible game. And that was with the Cavaliers doing a really good job of taking away his right hand in transition on a, on a few occasions. Uh, so smart, he adjusted smart he, by them he, smart, really smart, good adjustment. Um, There was uh, ABC had the quote from Thibodeau when he 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 went to Josh Hart. All right, you get a minute of rest, and then Hart responded, "I got 48. If you need me, and that is just who he is. It's he is an absolutely phenomenally conditioned athlete that has been living, I'm sure, for this moment. You know, he's had an unfortunate you know span of of uh, seasons where he just has found himself with with young teams that weren't playoff contenders. So it is just. Again, we talk about like this matchup, and it's like, is there he is just perfect for what this matchup needs? They need that extra guy that the Cavaliers, when they can figure out a way to keep the Knicks center and Julius off the offensive glass, here's a guy flying in from the perimeter, exerting his will time after time again. And then it's on the other end where and to me, as as good as Quentin Grimes is as a defender uh, on Mitchell, he's been really good. I think Josh Hart is a step above for a variety of reasons. I think his agility side to side is great. And he, he doesn't foul. He was in Mitchell the entire game and it it, it set the tone. It set the tone and he, and to get him for what they... They they traded for it's so he's been he's been a godsend and it, the points the 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 uh, mid ranger that he threw in I think that made it nine if I don't have that right um sorry well uh, what's it was at uh, it was late in the shot clock where he kind of had to just oh the, the floater, <laughs> <laughs> the, the floater where he just kind of like ha- found himself with the ball, the shot clock running down. He ended up yes. you know, throwing it he in. It kind 90, of just, 94 or 85, Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it made him it it made the team you know sort of like put the the their uh, foot on the throat, and the Knicks obviously didn't let up. But he was just fantastic, and to do what he does, um with the minutes he was required to do and just play with that abandoned, guarding the best player in the other floor. Again, he is just, I mean, you work, you work, you work, you put yourself in a position in terms of your body and your physicality to, to play in these games and to do it and still have enough at the end of the game to sort of take it over a little bit in stretches. It just, is a wonderful game. It his energy en- and it never quits. No, it never quits. And, and there were more was asked of him today for obvious reasons. And he, it wasn't like I, I never looked at him on the court and, and, so, and thought, yeah, they need to get him out just give him a blow. He was there time after time again, like I mentioned, guarding the best player an absolute amazing, phenomenal game. He's had two, uh, two, uh, two, two of these games already this uh, series where he's been as good as anyone. So credit to the Knicks and credit to him. And, he, and he's again, he's not even one of the three best players in the game, which again, give it up for the
3: Knicks front office, man. Yep, absolutely. Um, Another group that I've been talking about my criticisms of RJ, Um, my criticisms of this front office, I've I've been there, Um, especially after the summer, which in terms of their process for the Mitchell trade thing, uh, boy, have they assembled a nice team.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant quality meal right in your own Kitchen With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping... Let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool50 and use code Filmschool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool50 and use code Filmschool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. You mentioned
3: Grimes was out. Uh, We should just... No, Quentin Grimes did not playing this game. And mm-hmm. he has been thought of by some people as their best perimeter defender over the course of this year, even after they got Josh Hart. So the fact that he wasn't there against this team with these guards and they held this, them to 93 points. um, Phenomenal job, I think, of coaching up the Knicks to know exactly how they need to play this game. And speaking of the coach, because for better or worse, at some point, Tom Thibodeau's not going to be here anymore. And at some point, Julius Randle's not going to be here anymore. They will always be tied together. And last season, they were tied together in a way that was um, not fun for anybody involved. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't fun for them uh, because Julius uh, was not good and was not good in a way that would have seemed to warrant uh, some sort of action from the coach. Never really came. And that brought us to this season, and Julius Randle had a comeback, um, his his second comeback. Don't call don't call it a comeback. Uh, this series, after a first half in Game One, which was necessary to them winning that game, make no mistake about it, he has been not great. Um, and today, after a first half in which he was not great, he had a third quarter in which he was ooh. I don't both
2: know at uh, both ends, right? It, wasn't it was, just both, the it offense. Was, what was worse. I don't, uh, I think actually the defensive end was, worse. I think, well, the defense certainly I think hurt the Knicks more. It was, and it was, it was one of the, you're on Twitter and you just kind of see the same analysis one by one. Yeah. Julius just missing rotation after rotation. And where's the effort? It, where's the effort. And to me, when the Cavaliers and just to go back on the offense for a second, when the Cavaliers said, JD Osman is guarding Julius Randall. To me, that was for Julius a moment where you have to look at yourself and be like, all right, the Cavaliers are doing this. I am an all-NBA level player this year. And they're putting arguably the worst, one of their worst defensive players on me and feeling comfortable. And for the Knicks to not take advantage of that in multiple sequences in, in this game, early in the first, in the first half and in the second half, to me, just spoke to where Julius is as an offensive player right now. And I questioned Tibbs, because again, we have the, the last year as an example. I didn't know if he was going to bring him back. And the fact that Obi stayed in the game yep. was a bit of a surprise for me just because of the history. But I'm glad uh, Tom uh, made that move. It was the right move. It was to me probably the only move you could have made. Uh, Obi played 20 minutes, didn't have a, an amazing offensive game, but had five offensive rebounds. Um, his defense to me wasn't glaringly bad. I mean, I thought he was a part of a unit that was solid the entire, entire night he was out there. Um, Well, can I I I just want
3: to I want to jump in really quick because to me, kind of the most ironic part of the OB Randall discussion, it gets it's kind of funky because last year was such a lost season. And it's like if there was ever a season to like throw stuff against the wall, that would have been the year. But like. If there was a more Tibbsian player that was backing up Julius Randall. I wonder if so many of these conversations over the last few years have been would have been different. But like, and, and I don't, don't want to bash Obi. Obi Obi does some things that are really well, and then Obi does some things that are can leave a bit to be desired. That happen to be things that this head coach values a great deal. So like, it, it's 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 just it, it's interesting. Like here to hear you talk about like, was Obi great? No, but like he was the best option. Mm-hmm. Like imagine an alternative universe where over the last several years, like there was like, it, you know, like Jared Vanderbilt, it was right. him instead of what we top it. it. was
2: some such player like of that nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's not, a, it's not a perfect marriage, but they, they needed those <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, oh God, did they, they, they needed them. And it, you know, it, It is an open question, you know, what they're going to get from Julius over these next, how many games are left? Hopefully just one, Um, but there may be more than one you know, because this uh, this team is prideful and they are going back to Cleveland. So I'm certainly as you, you, as you are, I am not, I'm not calling for this series to be over just yet. Um, Two out of these three games will be in Cleveland if they extend to seven. So just keep that in mind. But I will just say this, you know, the Knicks were three and one against them during the regular season. They're three and one, obviously, in this postseason, six and two. As a whole. So, you know, it's like one of those things where like, did we miss this and for anyone that thought this was going to be a seven game series or the Cavaliers are going to win? The Knicks have played eight games against them this year and they've won six of them. You know, you want it. There is a lot to analyze, but that, uh, right there, the Knicks have won six out of these eight games and Jalen Brunson has been as good as Donovan Mitchell. So there's a lot to kind of work our way around and figure out and we'll talk about, you know, the fifth game, but the Knicks have just been better than Cleveland this year. They played eight eight games. Knicks have been better. And that is, that says a lot for how good this Cavalier team was this season.
3: Yeah. And that was what kept getting me. I kept, I don't know how else to say it. I'm a numbers guy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I, I drill like second best net rating. I don't, I just looked at that. I was second best net rating for a reason. And uh, well, we'll see. Uh, series is not over yet though. Okay. Let's end on uh, a high note uh, with, let's do a quick personal injury report and then uh, moment of the game. So injury report, we already said it a few times. Quentin Grimes did not play in this game. Uh, multiple beat writers tweeted out that a um, couple things of interest. One, Normally, a game, a player who is a true game time decision, and DJ, you know um, a lot more about this than I would, is going to come out and warm up and see if he could give it a go. Uh, Quentin Graves did not do that, uh, so I, I don't think this was ever a true game time decision. Um, Doesn't seem that way. No, does not right. seem like. Does not seem that way. Two days off before Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Uh, Knicks have obviously proven they could win without him. Again, I'd like to have him back. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, he was in a uh, sling on the bench that, um, I, I, man, how how, how can I delicately put this? Anytime you see every NBA, every beat writer for the Knicks tweet out the same sentiment, which was the sling is for precautionary measures only.
2: It got yeah. back to them. Yeah. That's not an accident. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that, he, there, that was some quick work by the Knicks PR staff. No, that was sure. high, okay. Yeah. You said it,
3: I didn't say it. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> absolutely. I thought the yeah. same thing. Thank you. Um, and, you. You know, it's like you get, you see a player in a boot after a minor ankle injury, whether or not it was true precautionary. Again, who who knows, but you you yeah. hope that you know, a couple of ga- days off uh, clears whatever's going on there. Hopefully. Um,
3: yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. By the way, we just got, uh, this is Tom Thibodeau. And listen, if you've paid attention to this coach at all over the last few years, you know that this is exactly the sort of thing that he would say. Um, He called Julius. He says he's our horse. He gives us everything he has. I don't know what question that was in response to after the game, but we'll see. Um, And then he added this. Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randle. Julius is our horse. Most players probably wouldn't be playing right now. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That is interesting. I don't know. Does that... It's interesting because he's had defensive moments in this series that were very good. They have been less than the defensive moments that have not been very good. And he also had that first half of game one, which looked good too, but I don't, I don't know. Is this a head coach covering up for his player or is this legit? I don't, I don't know that it makes a difference, but whatever.
2: Well, if that is he's alluding to an ankle injury, that's lingering. That is something to be concerned about because there, there has been sort of these moments where I'm like, all right, why isn't he attacking? You have Jetty Osman on you. Why aren't you attacking? And maybe there is a limitation that we're just not aware of. And there was a lift issue for sure in game two, I think. Mm. Um, So, okay.
3: Uh, Let's end on a high note with moment of the game. We'll get Andrew up here for this because to hell if I'm going to try to do this by my damn self.
1: (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. nah. You stop that, please. Goodbye. He's doing this because he knows it makes me so angry. We're not in Ohio anymore, you flyover state losers.
3: You know who I want to get on the pod?
1: It's over. Andrew,
3: hold on. I have a a bitsy,
1: bitsy spider. Went to Cleveland and couldn't show up in the playoffs.
3: (laughs) You know who I want to get on? The girl on on Twitter who keeps talking about the rats in New York City.
1: Uh huh. I'd like to get her on. I'd like
3: to have a discussion with her
1: about about the merits
3: of Cleveland. Hilarious
1: 9 11 jokes, you losers. Okay, enjoy the offseason with no first round picks, no control over your draft for the Andrew, next eight Andrew, years. Andrew,
3: Andrew, Andrew. Oh my god. This is you know what he's doing this for? <laughs> All the times that I spout off my mouth about something and he mm-hmm. can't stop me. Now he's doing it and I have no control over him. I'm enjoying this is the, the moment.
1: Payback. I'm enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the game. journey. I mean, yes, fine, rationally, like. We got to win one more job. Not Wait, finished no, not rationally. Literally, we have to win Right, more. job, not finished in the words of Kobe Bryant. But you losers in Cleveland, you have LeBron and that's it. You have the 2016 title and that's it. You're a city of losers. Oh, my God. New York has experience. I'll take a Yankee victory lap. We just rocked the baby in the playoffs. Well, I can't say we. They just rocked the baby in the playoffs on you most recently. I. I'm going to pretend I know. Your football team here. is the Browns. I'm a Jets so that, fan so, and I can talk shade.
3: That's funny. Um, <clears throat> long live Tim Couch. Okay. Uh, play the game. Moment of the game. It was funny. I, I started... I kept writing like play of the game for all like one play after another, and then I just put in like giant letters play of the game for the uh, Josh Hart offensive rebound to the Jalen Brunson three that was in for all intents and purposes the nail in the coffin. That any anyway, any disagreements from the panel about whether that should be one of the candidates? Absolutely not.
1: That made it what, ninety seven, eighty seven? Uh, I'll I'll get to it. Yeah, right that's now. the Hang nail on. in the coffin I have. So the first one I had was the Hartenstein block, which yes, yeah, so it was ninety-seven, you, eighty-seven. Okay, you put <clears throat> we we said it like it's it's the the turning point in the series because it was a block that the Cavs get it, they go up three. Instead, it leads to an RJ layup, so the Knicks reverse it. It like the Cavs ended up taking the lead anyway, but Cavs go up three. You don't know how that. It, you know, momentum swing could have been. I, menci- it said, I mentioned it, it before. It the lead instead. I think it had. So, do are we making that another candidate? It's a candidate. I got. Bro, I got like six, a bunch of candidates. And the other okay. thing about so Can there's an the RJ. One? Okay, go ahead. There's an RJ and one I want to get to though. I was going to get to the RJ fadeaway that made it 80 to
2: 75. Yeah, huge. 75. 75. That was it I, that- that- I started With- that one.
3: By the way, quick shout mm. out to. Um, My wall neighbors here in my building on on Clinton Street, um, Lauren and Matt, both Duke grads, both insane Duke basketball fans, watch the game here with
1: us today. Um, So I want to give them like a little bit of the credit for RJ's big game. So the reason I don't have the fadeaway and I have the and one before it, and it's a thing that hasn't been said yet, although I, I really enjoyed the first 30 minutes of this. And it's a thing about RJ and his two point game that was so important. The fourth, fifth and sixth fouls by Evan Mobley were on oh. RJ layups that fade, that and one was Mobley's fifth foul, which took him out of the game for the majority of the fourth quarter. Great job. That's that's where RJ getting that fifth foul on Mobley and one to make it 78-75 uh, completely changed the game for me. I I for me the fadeaway was the the was emotion nicer. The fadeaway. But that uh, was the process being like, okay, RJ's going to the rim strong through contact, he's finishing and one, and he made a free throw. Something he didn't he was like hit or miss on today. And the foul man. put Mobley in trouble. Yeah, this it's game, a great one.
2: It's Mobley great had had
1: 5,000 in the second half. Like, can we put them both? Them are, can we do four? Can we, we do, do four 11 we can candidates? candidates? The whole fourth quarter, every moment I basically wrote down. Well, we could do the most is four, right? Yes. I, it feels wrong not to have a Jalen Brunson moment. Although you have the Jalen Brunson three. Uh, no, the what? Brunson the offensive those, rebounds. Those Jalen Brunson then. three. If, the
3: those two, the, that's the, the two
1: RJ ones and the iHeart.
3: I, heart. I and, think that's good. Yeah, a couple yeah, other yeah. honorable mentions. Um,
1: OB. Oh, my God. OB. The OB layup.
3: And the I'm offensive OB.
1: rebound. OB Where had five offensive rebounds. 20 dribbles. he played a lot better than... Like, eight rebounds stayed from OB topping. We, All he should had to we... do in that fourth quarter was not be Randall, and he did that. He was eight much better. No, you know? You're absolutely right. Listen, I, I mentioned this in a newsletter recently.
3: Every post game, there's some I get blatantly wrong, and it's probably because of like the things that I'm focused on and the things that I'm not focused on. Um, Obi Toppin is much better than we just made about to be. You're dead right on that. Only had two field goals, but eight rebounds. As you said, five offensive rebounds. Um, I mean, yes, it was important that he wasn't Randall, but that play, man. Where he was dribbling around, dribbling around, dribbling around. I'm like, oh, no, no, no.
1: no. And then he, I'm like, I, you see it coming. Mm-hmm. You see it coming. And then I'm like, wait, is he going to yam on him? And then he ends up with a layup. Yeah. I have that as an OLI also, an outside looking in. I, yeah. Obi had, took three shots in the fourth quarter. He didn't have to be this impactful offensive player. He had to rebound, which there's your Tibbsian player, Obi Topping. A, a rebound, a fourth quarter for Obi Topping had five rebounds, two of them offensive. DJ, could, like know? just real briefly, because um, we're
2: running along. Uh, do you think Obi has like become more of a Tibbsian guy over the time he's been here? Well, he he's certainly, you don't have, there are certain rotational issues and there's a physicality thing that he is just not going to, there are limitations there, but yeah, he he's a Tibbsian guy in the sense that his shot diet has become everything that Tom wants in terms of like, if he's not shooting a three, if he's not getting to the basket, he's doing everything that the head coach wants. And I, I just think he was tonight, Things were just solid with him on the floor. I never thought, yeah, Obi another missed miss rotation. I never thought any of that, and you know, yep. it's clearly don't win without him. And just a moment where you know a guy that needed to give them twenty minutes of solid play, and for him to do that is just a, a credit to to how he stays ready and all the things that you know we know it's been a hard for him you know over these uh, you know past several seasons, but you know it's been a wonderful uh, thing to see him play in a game, in a playoffs, in an absolute cauldron of an environment where the game was tight and be a solid contributing player. I mean, hats off.
3: And and, and not that I don't love his breakaway dunks, but like to see him do it in the way that you're describing, where it's not... Look, breakaway dunks are winning plays in their own way, but like what you're talking about is like a different brand of winning plays. Yeah. And for him to have gotten himself to a part in his career... Look, he's going to be a a really good NBA player for a long time. We'll see what the ceiling is. We'll see where it is. Um, it was great to see this one. Uh, now, the only other honorable mention I have was Brunson had a step back three to make it eighty four seventy seven. I haven't written early that. earlier in the in the fourth quarter. That's okay. that's all I got. It's
1: funny. The bigger three for me was the one to end the third quarter because then they oh my god survived the onslaught mm-hmm. from Cleveland
2: in that third quarter with the She's lead so big. Yes. You know? And then he made the first basket starting the fourth quarter. Then you that have was a four-point lead. And it just sort yeah. of like, it, it yeah. felt yeah. things had calmed down just a little bit to the point where they took the you know the right hook and they were still, they still had a lead, which felt big in that moment.
1: Well, to your point, DJ, Yeah, I had written down like they got to the four-point lead and the same yeah. thing. There's two Levert off- offensive rebounds, one which led to an and one, the other which just led to a putback that I was like, all we right, right, we're, yeah. we're weathering the storm, I- but they're getting back in it. Dude, I wrote them. I wrote those down. I'm like, oh my God, if they lose
3: this game, I'm going to be, we're going to be looking back at this. those
1: are the moments, yeah. which is why I, ha- like, I have to highlight that RJ getting to to Mobley's chest yeah. and getting that fast. because once Mobley left the game, they outscored him the rest by like nine points. So, all right. Um,
3: DJ, you've given us a podcast's worth of time. Um, yes. Thank you, man. Anything else
2: before we get nah, you out nah, of here? Nah, Listen, they're, nah. they're a, a game away from going to the second round of the playoffs. Holy shit. Yes, they're one win away from going to the second round of the playoffs. For where this team was a year ago, for where they are now, it's just amazing. And thank you know we, they eliminated those um, big uh, guard to big screens in the sec- in the fourth quarter, which opened things up guard to guard. Um, so good adjustment there. But just a phenomenal game to watch in a fourth quarter that was tight. They were there. they are up for the challenge. And you know, shout out MSG. They were great for mm. two games. Last thing before we let you go, if you're watching this, you're on YouTube.
3: Which means you sh- some of you, because I, I know we have more than two hundred and fifty nine people watching this right now, some of you are not subscribed to DJ Zulo's uh, YouTube channel. Yes, please, whatever you do, take a moment, stop, go to @craftnba. Um, DJ's great on these things. He's even better somehow at putting together videos, analyzing the sport in um, this league. Um, you're gonna get a lot of Nick stuff on there, but you're also gonna get some non- Nick stuff if you watch what DJ Zulu puts out there. You will be a smarter basketball fan and you will enjoy what he puts out there. One more time at craft NBA. That's the YouTube. Um,
2: please go subscribe to that because it's just phenomenal stuff. So thank you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. Uh, uh, this just uh, is a dream. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the hell ever long to keep you here.
1: All right, will be here a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Enjoy. enjoy fellas. Thanks, DJ. And then uh, last but not least, Andrew.
3: um, DJ, thank you, sir. Um, I want to give a shout out to. My friends at one Bev, they kept me hydrated today with the expressionist Shiraz Mm -hmm. wine of
1: the game presented to you by me, who's drinking it. That's all. Hell Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) this doesn't end with with you. With wine and you drink, reading rap lyrics later on, but we'll see. Oh how yeah, much- somebody should Sug- suggest the rap song uh, of the game. No. no, that veto. Let's 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 talk shit about Cleveland. Instead. Maybe some classic Too Short. Uh, I'd be down with that. Actually, I love Too Short. Anyway, you? I didn't know if you knew who Too Short. Was. Yeah, wow. No. I'm not that. I'm not that much younger than you. Come Does on Pastor now. Claudio know about your? She's watching. Short? Be quiet. As far as he knows, it's like DC Talk and Cross Movement and other Christian fans that you don't you don't know about
0: i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast